0: Everybody. I'm Angie King, insurance analyst with the Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking, better known as DISB, in Washington, D.C. We are on a podcast stream to bring you Insurance Intelligence, a podcast series designed to empower and inform. The Bowser administration understands that one of the best ways to empower district residents is by sharing information that helps your financial picture. This 12-minute segment is titled, Your Homeowner's Declaration Page, so don't change that dial. Today, we're going to review one of the most important documents in your homeowner's policy, your policy's declaration page, and learn how you can use it to your advantage. Your declaration page, better known as the deck page, is a snapshot of your insurance coverage. Your deck page is simply your homeowner's policy broken down into sections and generalized. You will not receive a homeowner's policy every year. However, you will receive updates to your policy and your deck page just before the beginning of each renewal period or policy term. Your homeowner's coverage is usually effective for 12 months. Let me ask you this. Do you ever pay attention to the specific sections of your homeowner's policy? Do you know what coverages you have? Do you know what discounts you are receiving or whether you have been surcharged? Do you know how to contact your agent? Do you know your agent's name? Let's stop for a moment. Now is a great time to grab paper and pen to jot down a few notes. You may want to locate your policy and deck page. If you can locate it, I invite you to follow along with me. Welcome back. First, let me give you a quick overview. Then we can dig deeper. Declaration pages vary from company to company in design, layout, and content, but include the same basic information. Generally, a common deck page has four main parts. Part 1 contains contact information about the policyholder, others who have a vested interest in the property, and identifies the location of the covered property. Part 2 contains details about the policy's coverage period. Part three specifies details about the coverage, identifies deductibles, and whether the policy pays per person or for each occurrence or incident. Part three is divided into sections one and two. Part four indicates the changes to your policy or provides additional information that may affect your premium. Now stay right there. I'm about to share more insurance intelligence just for you. Part one, typically the first information you see on the declaration page is the name and address of the policyholder, AKA named insured. You will find additional policyholders listed here as well. This would include you and other covered people who reside with you, such as your spouse, parent or relative. You will also find the policy's identification number Sometimes it can appear in the top right hand or left hand corner of the deck page. Reference this number when you have questions about your homeowner's policy. Included in this part is the covered property's address or location. Also, this is where you might find the policy type or classification, such as an ho 3 a typical homeowner's policy, an H04, a standard renter's policy, or an HO6, a common condominium policy. This area will display contact information for the mortgagee if you have a mortgage on your home. The mortgagee is considered an additional named insured and has limited coverage and notification rights. Part one will contain information on the insurer. If you work with an agent, their contact information will appear here or could appear at the bottom of your deck page. Next, you may find the insurer's insuring agreement. This states the obligation of the insurer in return for the premium payment and compliance with all applicable policy provisions. Finally, you may find a contact number for a claim representative. You might also learn about how to file a claim or the types of documents and the time frame involved in filing a claim after a loss or incident has occurred. Part 2. In Part 2, we find information on the time and date your coverage begins and when it expires. The inception and expiry date. This is called the period of protection. Part 3. Part three addresses the very heart of your insurance coverage. Part three is divided into sections one and two. Section one covers the following subsections. A, dwelling. B, other structures. C, personal property. And D, loss of use. Section two covers the following subsections. E, liability. And F, medical payments. Now let's dig a little deeper. Section 1, Coverage A, provides property coverage and policy limits for the dwelling. This coverage is for the structure of your home or your dwelling. Your limit should include the amount it will cost to rebuild your home, but will not include the value of the land. This coverage will also protect any structure attached to the house, such as a deck, fence, or patio. However, it will not include something like a fence that has no attachment to the building. The average dwelling limit in the DC area is about $450,000. Section one, coverage B provides coverage and policy sublimits for other structures. This coverage is for anything you have that is not attached to your home. A she shed, a fence, a standalone garage, or a small greenhouse. The average coverage sublimit in DC is about $45,000. Section 1 Coverage C provides coverage and policy sublimits for personal property. This covers your personal belongings. That includes anything you have inside your home, like your furniture, electronics, appliances, certain fixtures, etc. Some of your high-valued items, such as fine art, jewelry, and expensive electronics, may have different coverage limits and may need an additional coverage form known as a rider or endorsement. The average coverage sublimit in D.C. for personal property is approximately $225,000. Section 1, Coverage D, provides coverage and policy sublimits for loss of use. If you need to stay somewhere else other than your home while repairs or restorations are being made for a covered claim, you are provided coverage in this subsection. Typically, this will cover the cost of living expenses like food, hotel stays, clothing, and other needs. Some insurance companies will cover living expenses under loss of use for up to 12 months or until the limits have been exhausted. The loss of use coverage limit in the D.C. area averages about $90,000. If you have a renter's policy, it will not include subsections A, dwelling, and B, other structures because you do not own the dwelling or the outside structures. If you are a renter, your landlord may ask you to provide proof of liability coverage. A renter's policy provides protection for your personal property and liability coverage. If you own a condo or co-op, you will need to review your policy and the community's master policy to determine what portion of the building is your property. Liability coverage is required for condo owners in the District of Columbia. Your policy will reimburse you based on the replacement cost value. RPL, or the Actual Cash Value, ACV. The replacement cost will give you the money it will cost to replace the property at today's market value. The Actual Cash Value is the replacement cost minus the depreciation. Depreciation is the decrease in the value of an item because of its age or use. If your policy has replacement cost coverage and you suffer a loss, Some insurers pay the depreciated cost first, and then, when the item is replaced, they pay the remaining cost. Section 2, Coverage E, provides coverage and limits for personal liability. If you are sued because of an accident that happened on your property, this coverage provides you legal protection. Section 2, Coverage F, provides coverage and limits for medical payments to others. This liability protection will cover the cost of medical payments if someone gets hurt on your property and files a claim. Coverages A, B, C, D, E, and F will list the total amount the insurer will pay for a loss. This is the limit of coverage and the portion you will pay after a loss is your deductible. Finally, part 4. Part four is where you find the cost of coverage. This is your yearly policy premium amount. Additionally, you might find information on discounts, credits, or surcharges. You may see coverage descriptions, additional coverage endorsements, addendums, forms, notices, and or special comments. You should pay special attention to this section because any change listed here may affect your premium. Keep this in mind. You may receive documents or notices throughout your policy period. It is important to review each document. You may receive a cancellation, premium or coverage change notice during your policy period. You should review all documents as soon as they are received. This will allow enough time to contact the agent or insure for clarification or resolve issues before the renewal policy becomes effective. As we wrap up our insurance intelligence segment on your homeowner's policy, it is important to remember that your debt page is simply an outline of your coverage. It will not have specific information about your coverage, such as what to do if you disagree with an insurer's evaluation of a loss or what dog breeds are not covered by your policy, or what your responsibility is after a loss, or your rights when you are not renewed. You must review your entire policy and pay special attention to exclusions, addendums, endorsements, co-insurance provisions, and the premium due date. Your policy will provide extensive detail about your coverage. Disclaimer, the information on this podcast is for general information purposes only. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. You should consult an attorney, a broker, your agent, or insurer for questions about your coverage or for professional advice. Well. That concludes DISB's Insurance Intelligence Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this segment and gained useful information. For specific questions about your policy and coverage, contact your insurance agent or broker. If you have general questions about insurance coverage or have a specific concern, feel free to contact the D.C. Department of Insurance, Securities, and Banking at 202- 727-8000. We are eager to assist you. You can also visit us on the web at disb.dc.gov. Thank you for tuning in and take good care of yourself.